Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, your weekly discussion of motoring news. This is episode 241, the 2019 Geneva Motor Show Special Edition. Hello, I'm Alan. Hello, I'm Andrew. And we're not alone, are we, Alan? Everyone is happy to hear. No, it's not just us <laughs> droning on for a little while tonight. Uh, we're joined by Rachel Bogey, uh, who is the features editor of Business Car and the editor of Schutzper Car. Rachel, hello. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Thanks yes. for having me. And also by Andrew Brady, who is the new cars editor of Honest John. Hello. Thank you for joining us, Andrew. No, thank you very much. You're going to help. You're um, both going to help at this. This whole thing sound less ranty from me, <laughs> and less. This is what happened on the public day from Alan. No pressure on both your shoulders. Yeah, I, I wish okay. I could disagree with that, but that's pretty much what's going to happen. <laughs> Should we just make it clear what the format of the show is going to be? Because it's been such a long time since we've done this. Yes, it's it's so unclear that I have actually forgotten myself. So what we're going to do, everyone's going to have a little bit of talk about the background of the show, of the Geneva Motor Show this year. And then we're going to look at some highlights, some lowlights, and any surprises and just other stuff that we thought was interesting from around the place. Mm -hmm. This year's show held unsurprisingly in Geneva, was a bit weird. No one was going, were they? No. No OEMs. No, well, there was no JLR, no Volvo, but there was Polestar. No Opel, no Hyundai, and no Ford. Are they quite large stands normally? Ford normally is, yeah. But the rest, not so big, really. Okay. The rest, not so big. Yeah, it was... I don't know. In a way, I missed them, and in a way, I didn't i don't know how how the rest of you feel or felt did you notice any particular lack there not really there was certainly plenty going on there's certainly plenty of news coming out of it plenty of interesting stories i don't think it was a particularly quiet show i mean i i wasn't actually there i was covering it from base from what i could see there was there's was, there loads to talk about Andrew's so uh, important these days, he has a runner to do these things for him. <laughs> but Rachel, you were at the show as well, weren't you? I was, yeah. But yeah, like Volvo, their stand is quite big, not not as big as Ford's usually is, but they were replaced by Polestar, their like, sister brand. So it sort of felt pretty much the same, although I did kind of go around the corner and see Polestar and I was looking for Volvo and I saw Mazda instead and I did get a bit confused <laughs> yeah <it was. laughs> but the stands the, the stands that were there were just a little bit a little bit bigger than usual yeah and, and there were a few bits there were a few more pot plants around the place and a couple of extra bonus cafes had sprung up <laughs> certainly by the public days was it easier to get around as a consequence no <laughs> <laughs> It was it was just as bad, if not worse. I mean, Saturday was so, so busy. It's busier than it's been, certainly since we started doing the podcast. So the demise of motor shows is perhaps a false statement? Uh, f judging by the public day, which admittedly was a rainy Saturday in Switzerland, <laughs> then there didn't seem to be much of a demise. I was expecting it to be quieter. In all honesty, I was expecting it to be quieter than last year, and it really wasn't. But what about the press day? I felt it was a bit quieter than previous years, to be honest. But I was wondering if the if the public days would be would be the same. But from what I've heard and from what you've said, they were 
they were actually just the same as usual. Yeah, yeah, they they really were. I mean, the thing is that they didn't take a big. Oh, everybody's sick of me. Each year I go, each year I come back and I go. I wish they wouldn't put all the performance cars together, because what happens uh, uh, is this big knot of people, and then twenty minutes of trying to elbow your way through, um, folk five, six deep in these narrow aisles trying to take pictures of Bugattis and Paganis and and um, Koenigseggs and, and whatever else. Uh, and and that was definitely the case this year. I mean, I, I there was a large chunk of the, uh, what to me is always the final hall with Volkswagen, the Volkswagen group uh, in, that I confess I didn't venture into. <laughs> so there were, Koenigsegg was there, I'm told. Yeah. Yeah. No, nope, didn't see it. Uh, the <laughs> Pagani was there. Nah, couldn't see it. Uh, and you Rimac, didn't take your mobile uh, ladder with wheel on the bottom, so you could just be pushed through whilst looking te- from on top. Temp- tempting. I mean, th- there are some like McLaren and stuff. I was saying to, I was saying before we started recording that I have two pictures of the McLaren stand, and I stood six people back with my arms outstretched, my phone in my hand, I went snap, snap. And then it was like, oh, so that's what's there. And let's not talk about the Ferrari stand and the FA. Well, we may well do in a bit. But but it was absolutely, absolutely hoaching. Do you think less, I know this is prediction corner now, do we think less manufacturers are going to turn up next time? Is this set of precedence from the ones who haven't turned up? I don't know, because the ones that were there got bigger stands. So <laughs> whether they saw that as a good thing, I don't know. But I wasn't expecting all of the manufacturers that didn't turn up to not be there, actually. I was quite surprised, especially with Ford. They usually have a massive stand. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe they'll lead the way and not go. But it's Frankfurt next. So <laughs> Maybe it's because one of the reasons given was obviously cost effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Is it possibly that they've realised they can control a message better by doing their own sort of launches like Volvo's done, Jaguar's done? They do a, a big event for the car reveal and there's a stunt and there's celebrities come and talk and think it's, it's like a tech, you know, it's like an Apple keynote or a, a Android keynote now, isn't it, for, for some of these manufacturers? So maybe they feel happier that they've got control of it that way? Maybe. I possibly... I'm I'm not I'm not convinced. The reason I say I'm not convinced and yes you can if you hold your own event you can you know make your own news at the appropriate times but you know Volvo and JLR uh and Ford all put out press releases on the press days. Mm. Just the same way. Mm. They they made sure there were announcements on the press days uh, and in the run up to Geneva. So I guess they got their message into the Geneva coverage to an extent. Well, Jackie, without did, all the, well, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that, that must have been. All... This has been the most cost-effective motor show we've ever been to. <laughs> yeah, we've been invited along with won a big award. Now let's all go home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, okay, yeah, I see your point from that. Yes. So that they were still, it was still as if they were there. It's just that there weren't a load of cars so, to me. Okay, I was just I was just curious, just curious because because yeah. we keep we've been told progressively over the last few years how motor shows are dying, and I'm not convinced they're dying. I think they just will probably need to evolve a bit, like 
Goodwood do it with their moving motor show stuff days and things like that, get it a bit more interactive and a bit more. Yeah, but Geneva can't do that. No, no, I know. I know that. I know Goodwood are, have a very unique capability and by all accounts, they certainly charge for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, as a visitor, then it's it's not that expensive to go to, to Geneva. It's it, uh, 14 francs, 15 francs, I think. Mm-hmm. No, 16 francs, pardon me. It was 16 francs at the door uh, this year. And because I realized I'd forgotten to buy tickets. Go me. And no, 16 francs at the door. Uh, to get in so actual entry wasn't that expensive and if you're after five, four o'clock on any of the public days it's half price as well okay that still gives you three or four hours to wander around so right you and i have done all the waffling here i've just realized we have. because i've just asked a question so should we move on okay. to highlights <laughs> yeah let's so who's down as going first in here rachel i think that you have drawn the short straw <laughs> not that you drew the straw it's okay no one will steal mine then well so that's it. Actually, no, exactly. actually, exactly. <laughs> actually i win yeah. um, <laughs> so my highlight yeah. yeah okay i have lots but <laughs> i have to just pick one 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 the, the, one the good highlight. thing is if you've got another one that none of us mentioned then you bring that up and yeah, we'll, we'll, go back at, we'll go back at the end and just cover a few that nobody else talked okay, about yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I, I feel like it might be a popular one. So most of my highlights were actually electric cars. My particular highlight, I would say, is the Polestar 2. Oh, dear. Uh, Two screens I furiously need... crossing through. Crossing, yes. yeah. <laughs> I, I had a feeling that might happen. Sorry. <laughs> I have another one if you want me to. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Don't, don't, they'll really cry at that point. It'll be the, the other one they chose as well, so... So basically, I went to the stand, and I was I was really impressed by the stand, but also obviously the cars. They just they look really clean and really high end. Everything's quite minimalistic inside as well, and I know that they're trying to be quite innovative with like the materials that they're using and that sort of thing. So rather than leathers, they have like in like vegan interior and. It just seems to be quite futuristic and the way that I think EVs will begin to look. And it's what also meant to it? so it's, it's I can never really tell off the off the pictures. I don't I don't know whether it's a sort of SUV coupe type thing <laughs> yeah. or whether it's a sort of saloony hatch. I'm not sure. So it's on the same platform as the XC forty. So it shares that and then it's also the right it's like the main rival of the Tesla Model Three. Okay, but it's it's also meant to be, I think, about fifty two thousand pounds. So it's not it's not cheap. <laughs> no, it's from about six. I was just looking at the configurator because it was also on my list. Yeah, uh, and I'm saying it's from about sixty thousand euros. Okay, uh, on the the configurator. Uh, yeah, but but it. I completely agree with you about the finish and the materials mm. because it's. It is just so, I, I mean, I know that these are the stat cars on the show stand, et cetera, but it was just so nicely done. Yeah. Because it, it wasn't, it was trying to be its own thing, but at the same time, it wasn't, oh my goodness me, we're so futuristic. Look, we've put nothing in here. <laughs> it's, I, I, and it just, but it had all the, so it had all the sort of cool Volvo stuff whilst not being a Volvo. 
Does that yeah does that, that make sense? Yeah, like you could sort of see Volvo when you walked onto the stand. It looked like a Volvo in a way, but it's yeah, I was going to very it, much its own thing. Yeah, it looks very. It looks very Volvo-y without the diagonal bar and badge. But it isn't. But the closer you look, the the less it is. Okay. And you asked what shape it was as well. So it's a kind of it's unusual, and it's a kind of it's not a coupe SUV. It's a it's a saloon SUV in the same way that a Skoda Octavia is a or a Superb is a saloon. In it looks a bit saloony. And Rachel, disagree with me if you disagree. It it looks a bit saloony, but it's a liftback. Okay. Yeah. Well, I like a liftback. <laughs> so it, the profile's a bit odd, but it's it's not. It just there just bad. seemed to be a lot of side before you got to the glass, and that was misleading in the photographs when there weren't people there. How big it is? There was so much electrification at the show. I think that that lots of material before we get to the glass is going to be a thing. Mm. Uh, I yes, I don't want to steal anyone else's suggestions here, but the Skoda Vision E was it was great if you chop eight inches outside of it. Yep. Other than that, it looked like somebody had already squashed it between two trucks. But <laughs> you know, it's but it, it was you know it's a car, but and I think that that's uh that, that's that's going to work. Re- that hand action of me stretching something is going to work so well on audio, isn't it? It's perfect. Uh, but it's, it's perfect. <laughs> I think we're going to have to get used to it. All the designers are going to be hating that. Absolutely losing it. Mm. So I presume you talk to the people on the stand, Rachel. What's their expectations for the model? Well, I spoke to them. Basically, I wanted to find out if there would be potentially a cheaper version in the future. Mm-hmm. And they said that there may well be a lower a lower range car for a bit less money, but it won't be it won't be coming for a while. So that's yeah. that's kind of what I was interested in finding out because it is quite a high price point, but then, you know, it kind of it kind of is quite premium. So you'd expect that anyway. Yeah. And it feels premium too when you sit inside. It's it's quite different actually to a Volvo. But yeah. So they have they have made a differential between the Yeah, the I'd say it's not so, it's not just a, to a point. A, yeah. Okay. You, cool. you could probably tell <laughs> that it was a Volvo. There's but... shared. There's definitely shared DNA. Yeah. Yeah. But they've 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 made the effort to try and step them apart. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Ye- that's yellow cool. seat belts. Always. Yellow seat belts. You've got to have the performance awesome. back for that, by the way. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I discovered that, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm not bothered about the brakes. I'm not bothered about the upgrade. <laughs> the, the the gold colored um uh the gold colored uh, tire valve caps. But I want the yellow seatbelt, so I'll have I'll have all of that. <laughs> Work for me. So, come on, Alan. What was your right? Well, Polestar Two has been marked off. Oh, okay. There's three others, so hopefully you guys will fill in the other two. <laughs> I'm going to go for the Alpha Tonale, which is definitely not pronounced toenail. Okay. <laughs> it so it does look like toenail, like really doesn't it? <laughs> That's how everyone was pronouncing it at the show. So we had, we had an Italian reader said that they'd send me a CD um, with pronunciations on it if I wanted. Nice. Um, I didn't take him up on that, but yeah, I, mean, I did such a good job. I don't need to now. 
that's I saw that comment on against you against your yeah. story on the website, by the way. I had had noticed that one. So yes. And, and I've made it no, it wasn't me, I promise. And I've made the obligatory toenail joke. So there we go. Tick. And what it is, is it's a small SUV. Hooray. Uh, and it's it's a hybrid uh, as well. And it's based on the platform that the new Jeep Compass hybrid. Uh, which they showed off at the show was is on. So it's using essentially existing existing parts bin stuff from from Fiat, but it looks fantastic. I think the front end looks gorgeous, even though it's a small SUV. I think the front end looks superb. Mm-hmm. It's sharper than a Stelvio. It's it's smaller, obviously, but it's it's sharper than a than a, a Stelvio uh, with a very very slim headlamp. So. It, it's a concept, so goodness knows how much, if any, of this will get to production. Uh, a really nice, sharp, uh, sort of triangular alpha alpha grille, and um, sort of triple circle rear headlamp. Rear headlamps, pardon me, tail lamps. That's what they're <laughs> called, isn't it? Uh, uh, along the case, same kind of style as the the Alpha One Five Nine. Somebody nod and tell me I've got the number yeah, right. Thank right, you. Right. Uh, the one five nine. So, but it, it, in a sort of C CSUV type size, uh, and it just looked great. I was all prepared to be all cynical about it and not like it that much, and I just, I actually, I actually really liked it. And of course, it was shown in a lovely shade of sort of metallic red as well. So, so we can have Mazda and Alpha in that size that we can like as an SUV. <laughs> That's yeah basically yeah (laughs) no they've they have done a good job of making it look quite nice even though so what it is is. and again it goes towards filling out uh filling out that uh, that great big grid of of new alphas that we were told about about what six nine months ago that the master plan the master plan which some of us may well have dismissed and made fun of looking at nobody in particular me. No, not us. Not no, us at all. Definitely not. <laughs> Andrew? Hello. Highlights? <laughs> I'm going to be extremely real world here. As Well, I was going to say Polestar, but that's been stolen. Sorry. Um, so I'm going to go Peugeot 208 as one of my highlights. As a, as a real world car, I think it looks brilliant. It's a car that was at the show that looked good, that will be on sale in the very near future that people will be able to go and buy. It just looks such a cool little car. And the fact that people will be able to buy it for probably about 16 grand is quite exciting. And there will be an electric version as well, which is mm-hmm. also exciting with, a, with a, good, a good range as well. So, yeah, I'm quite excited about that. I think it looks really good. I agree. It does look pretty good. Reminds me a lot of, in certain angles, of Mazda's language. No, sorry. I knew you were <laughs> going to say this. And I'm all ready to review. Right. First thing I have to say about what it looks like is I don't actually know because the stand was so busy, you couldn't see an entire one at once. That's a lot, isn't it? Which I talked exactly into you choosing it. It There was, they had, and they had five or six on there on the public days. You couldn't get near them. People were crawling right over them. There was, as soon as somebody got out, somebody else got in for all the, you know, through all the doors and all the seats available. It was so popular. 
Yeah, I mean, on on press day, it was it was revealed fairly early on in the day, and straight away I sort of said, "Well, that that kind of jokingly, that's probably going to be my star of the show." And sure enough, by the end of the day, it, it still was my star of the show. I think it looks like yeah, it's a similar design language to five away, obviously, and that looks really good. And yeah, that sort of design at this this size and this price of car is quite exciting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you like it? It doesn't look like a Mazda though. I, I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing the Mazda thing. No. I would say. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Not not the front end, but I think no. The rest of no, it just just to stop me. digging. No. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Right. Well, for me then, highlight, and uh, this is my number one choice actually. So uh, I haven't had to uh, to cross anything off. I've not picked anything that the rest of you picked actually, but it's the Fiat Concept Centoventi. I think that's a cute, cool little car. Yes, absolutely. of which. I'm not sure how much you'll make it. The only slight problem I have with this is not the car itself, but some of the stuff around it that was done on the presentation, i.e. sticking adverts on the back of it because it's going to have a display. And they they talked long and hard about how that's going to be a cool thing to do with your car is put adverts on it. You're not meant to be ranting. This is meant to be the positive one. No, no, I know. That's that's I, the I, bit I don't like. But the car itself, I think, looks brilliant. I really, really like the shape of this. I I like, I mean, it looks like it's made to be EV completely, uh, let alone have, because it's supposed to be the new Panda, isn't it? So let alone have uh, the usual ice engines it's going to have. Mm-hmm. I just I just think it's a funky little thing. They were, Fiat were making a big deal about the modularity. Yes. Big yes. deal about the modularity. Of a concept. Yeah, yeah. And they were saying that lots of stuff could be 3D printed. And which I, this is the bit where I, I lose it slightly as a <laughs> former product designer. The, you know, they were saying it was going to be, it could be 3D printed. It Parts could be done in dealerships that you could sort of modularize the dashboard like a big sort of pegboard. And they actually had ones. You could sort of stand there and play with it and move stuff around on, on one of the dashboards, which was as fun as going, oh, look, there's a picture frame. I'll put it over here instead. <laughs> but there were lots of bits and pieces like that that they were doing. But, but it's, it's, I, it's the batteries, isn't it? It's quite yeah. cool in, in that, yeah. So, yeah, so it, was it 62-mile range, something like that, I think? That uh, that yeah. was one of them, yeah. Okay. But if you, you can get you can take it along to the dealer and say, I want more batteries, so I want to travel further mm-hmm. and they can do it there at the dealer. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah, it was the idea was that it would that stuff like that uh, was easily swappable. Yeah. So that if most of the time you're just pootling around locally, you you just buy it with the small battery. But then if you are going on holiday or something, then you can rent a larger capacity battery for a few weeks Makes or sense. a fortnight come back and then, you know, have paid an extra couple of hundred pounds for that or, or however much, uh, and then they'd just slot your other battery back in uh, so that you could then continue as normal, which is an interesting concept. It's never worked. It's never worked in practice yet. I'd like to see Fiat out of all manufacturers do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not convinced you need to do that. Why not? 310 miles, which is the claimed maximum range of the oh. super duper battery. If you have that, you charge a lot less than you would on your 62 mile one of pootling around. 
Yeah, but it's but most people don't need that that many miles. Yeah, yeah. Well, I we think don't it's... swap out fuel tanks. I think it's. I think they said that it was. They wanted the car as like a blank canvas so that the pricing could start really low. Okay. And then if you needed to upgrade the battery or whatever for like a weekend, then you would just pay for that weekend rather than paying for an expensive battery in the first place. Oh, like, I, it's been allowing think, millennials to own cars. Yeah, I yeah. think that was kind of what I, what I took from No it. houses, no avocados, but <laughs> you can have a car. Well, I, think, I think it's actually getting the batteries, isn't it? You know, they can't, they probably can't source the batteries for all of these cars if they're going to sell in huge amount of numbers to have 310 mile range. So if they've got a small amount of batteries, they can have more cars and you, you'll only need you only use the, the more batteries if you need them. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense from that point of view. And it really does, you know, drop that drop that base price too. Mm. I thought it was really cool. I love the look of it. Okay, really cool. Smart. Anybody got any leftovers that nearly made it onto your number ones? The Cooper Formentor, just because it's a cool name. Really? I it looks it. cool. I really like the look of it. Really? So, it's a bit right, divisive. Right. Okay. I don't like it. I'm sorry. I thought it was really, really. I, I stand by my initial Jota sketch comment on Twitter. Um, it looks like something I would scribble whilst I'm bored in a meeting. Has just been made with nobody with any sort of skill going through and and, and detailing it up. I thought somebody went quick. We can't just do another photocopy of the VW design. We've got to do something different. <laughs> quick, put a few put a few shoulders on it. Was yes, it was a bit like that. The the only other one that's on the one that's on my list is the Honda E prototype. That was mine too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which I loved. My dad said an interesting thing about it, which is unusual, you know, for him to say something interesting. But uh, he hello, Alan's dad. Like, no, he doesn't listen. <laughs> uh, but he said he said it reminded him of the Peugeot one hundred and four, in that it's quite a simple shape, but it's kind of timeless it'll still look good you know it won't date quickly it'll still look good in 20 30 years time Mm, but i think that's that stands up against the design that's going on with a lot of cars at the minute where there is so much over design that Mm. anyone who comes out with quite a simplistic and minimal neutral minimal design that you suddenly go oh wow doesn't that look amazing i do do and the retro thing as well Seems yeah. to be coming back. It's like it's based on a seventies, nineteen seventies Civic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think that's where they took the style inspo from. I do wonder if it's a bit style over substance, though. Well, you say that. My question with it, and I really like it, but I just don't understand who the buyers are. No, it's going to be very expensive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's. Because they still haven't told a price, have they? Because they're that scared of how expensive it's going to be. Well, I asked I asked how it would compare to a Renault Zoe, and they kind of laughed. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I just, I just wanted a price point, and I think it's, yeah, it's like more BMW i3 territory. Yeah, I think so. I, I think you're right. For a city car. Yeah. I mean, it's so cute there. It's nice. They've also been given free range to create the car that they wanted to create, which is very nice, and it's a cool little thing. But it's it's going to sell in small numbers because it's going to be so expensive. I think. Yeah. 
and like I, I am, I do wonder if it's style over substance as well because the range isn't all that good. A question I don't understand. So it's it's got this kind of a, a big chunk of the car is the bonnet, but there isn't really much underneath there. It's got the the motor at the back driving the rear axle. Mm-hmm. What what what's the point with the front? Now that means it's got a very small boot, and actually there's not that much space inside. It looks cool, but but why have they done it like that? If they market it right, it'll still be a success and it'll still make them money whilst raising their profile. I'm sure. And but... they've, done, they've done a good job of sort of previewing it so, you know, with the, the concept and building the hype around it so far. So I'm sure they'll market it well, but mm-hmm. yeah. be an interesting one to watch. And it's really, it's apparently really close to how it will actually be when it goes on sale. I think the concept is like 98% realistic. So the things that will change probably the glowing uh, Honda logo at the front and that sort of thing. Yeah. It's not legal. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. That's a shame because it does look good. I was like, I hope that's staying, but no. Also the camera wing mirrors. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they can stay either. Well, I think they will stay. I think they'll stay. I'm with Andrew on that. I thought that was legislation. Yeah. They are legal. Are they? The, yeah. the Econ's got them, and they feel. If I had to sit, I went to a preview thing with the Honda, and I had to sit in it, hmm. and they feel like they're in a better position than the Etron. Like the Etron, it's really strange where they're placed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, legislation has been changed recently, which is why there's more cars bringing them out. So yeah, they are legal, and I, I reckon they're going to stay. Where yeah. they're standard, they might be an optional extra. I don't know. The, the other thing about them that makes me think they'll stay is that is that instead of being the little spindly camera on a stalk that you see so often on concept cars, and we have seen for years and years and years, is that they're actually, they're kind of squat and they're kind of rounded. So they they look pedestrian safety ready. They don't look like there's going to be an issue with that. Look like that's been talked through. There's been a lot of discussion with designers and engineers down to like millimeter. They've they've considered things like the aerodynamics and also like just how like so that raindrops fall off them, things like that. Mm-hmm. They've considered that a lot of work has gone into them, and they look you know I think they look pretty. They look better. I mean even the production e-tron that's got you know mirrors on them kind of cameras on stalks that look a bit rubbish um and this looks so much better so a lot of time and money got into that so i reckon that'll stay yeah and the prototype was so close to real that it had front parking sensors yeah that to me was what made me think this is this you know ready to go there's going to be maybe the size the diameter of the wheels and maybe some little bits of trim like the glowy badge yeah well other than that this is just like yeah out the door yeah yeah Cool. Well, that that sort of managed to hinge and cross the line between hits and misses, really, <laughs> which wasn't quite the intention, but never mind. But Rachel, was there anything that that really would did not didn't seem to work for you and didn't seem to? Um, I mean, I could say this every year. Basically, everything on the Mansuri stand. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean, I just, uh, they've got the um, Centuria based on the Bugatti Chiron. And uh, they've also got the Rolls-Royce Cullinan. And it just, no, they just look awful. And I I would actually like to go on a public day to see how people react to these. Because, like, the press just roll their eyes and walk away. I'm sure of it. Most of the 
most of the public roll their eyes and walk yeah, away yeah. Uh, unless they're of a certain age where they're old enough to have <laughs> cameras mm. to take lots of pictures of supercars okay uh but not really old enough to uh, have any taste no de- better yeah <laughs> not really old enough yeah. to know better i think that's a fair I think, yeah yeah the 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 kind of people that hang around Knightsbridge a lot <laughs> seem to be wetting themselves over it. Yes. The rest of us go, oh. I mean, the colour of the Mercedes SL convertible one was kind of, you looked and you went, that's quite cool. And then the more you looked, the more you thought, oh. But at least nothing was stone effect this year. I mean, the granite effect that there's been the last couple of years, which seemed to be fashionable, was particularly awful. Well, they know there's going to be a recession in Britain, so Cheshire won't be buying any. <laughs> so. And it is where the rich people go to ruin their cars. So. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it's quite special. Yeah. Other than that, I I, I went to see the Bugatti, uh, the La Voiture Noir, just to mm-hmm. see what all the hype was about. And from the back, I really liked it. And then it's like revolving, revolving, revolving. All six exhaust pipes. Yeah, it was all right. It was okay. It was kind of like, yeah, this is cool. And then it revolved and I saw the front and I just, no, I I almost ran away, actually. It was... (laughs) Um, <laughs> there's only one being made though so that's yeah. okay it's like you won't stumble it's, across it every it's, day it's, it's already street. been sold so <laughs> but yeah it's probably someone in chelsea which is not far from where i live so i might need to <laughs> might need to move <laughs> no I, but that was on my list actually of cars that i wasn't that impressed with Partly okay. because, partly because I then spent twenty minutes sort of nose to armpit with a whole load of other people squeezing around the stand. <laughs> uh, what was on mine? Let's see which which will I pick? The Mitsubishi Engelbert concept. Oh, that was mine as well. How dare you? How very dare you? What do you mean? It has a ridiculous. I know it's named after a Swedish. A Swedish, not ski Swedish resort. at all. A Swiss ski resort. <laughs> that's why it's that's why it's called that. But it's just, I just felt it was kind of the same thing that Mitsubishi had been showing in previous years, but not as impressive. It was boxier. Was previous kind of, ones have been a bit more transformers. Uh, yeah, this was. Bo- I liked it. I, I liked like it that. a lot. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was unapologetic about what it was and but it didn't do it in a i thought it was quite neutral in design as well where a lot of these things so are neutral, super super aggressive oh look at us we're aggressive I, I'm sorry, even neutral, though we're just going to go on the high street no neutral means dull i'm sorry it's as far as i'm concerned it's only saving grace was that it had that it had spotlights on the roof <laughs> the roof box was great actually yeah it was really good it, no, it, I, I liked I, i'll it. concede that i i didn't mind the, the roof box but the rest of it i just <laughs> looked and went oh oh it's 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 last year's concept car but less interesting it does have a larger battery than the outlander though so it's it is developing i think yeah. i think it can go for i think it's 43 miles in in electric mode whereas the outlander is more like 30 mm-hmm. yeah I, i'm sure it'll be great i just Apart yeah. from design, that's 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 all that's new about it, isn't it? That it's got it can travel slightly further on electric power. It's basically 
an outlander in drag and it's very very <laughs> ugly drag like, yeah i agree with alan it, i think it looks like a monstrosity um and i don't get the point of it just just give the outlander a bigger battery and be done with it i am surprised at how slowly the battery tech is evolving for mitsubishi i have to say they were ahead of the game with the outlander but that was a long time ago now yep um, it you know it reminds me of the oh the Nissan um Leaf. <sighs> yes, thank you. Crikey. <laughs> I feel they've been passed. The Leaf has been where that was by far and away the best EV of a reasonable price. I feel they've been passed. Now, the fact you can't rapid charge that more than one or two times in a day seems quite something they should have developed out by now. Yeah, but normal people don't try and lap the UK in an EV, Andrew, and don't need to rapid charge more than once a day, really. Let's let's be fair to normal people. If if we're trying to get business people out of their businessy cars with their businessy CO2 and businessy NOx, then we need people to be able to stop and do a couple of charges in a day, don't we? Uh, Rachel, you can tell him how wrong he is, by the way. <laughs> or you can sit quietly I mean, and just hope it'll pass. It's up to you. I mean, yeah, realistically, people won't drive that many, you know, it it will be enough range for the average person if they do a set amount of miles per day. Mm-hmm. But if if there's like one particular journey that you need to do that's longer, then it'll be a problem, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course you can adapt because you you're doing something else while it's charging and all that sort of stuff, yeah. stuff, we, stuff we know. But if it's not, and I realise it is a small proportion of people in the country that will need that. But to to have that as a definite no no, and we're, and I've taken us way off topic here because I'm yes, yes, you have. We're I'm meant to be Geneva talking Motor about show. the Geneva Motor Show, Andrew. <laughs> well, do you, well, Andrew, then. You, you've commented agreeing with Alan on his low light. So what's what's yours? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I was going to say the Mitsubishi, so I'm thinking on my feet a little bit here. Um, I'll go for the Volkswagen ID buggy. Completely Aww. agree with you. No, Completely I agree. agree it's agree on my you. list as well. I almost it's just chose another it. retro concept car. We don't need. Let's just see the production model. We're seeing we're seeing lots of production electric cars here, or close to production electric cars. We've seen so many of these vaults. Just let's just get to the point to the production model and not have another silly retro throwback. I mean, what's the point? It's a, it's a silly little buggy. Don't care about it. They'll never make here, it. Here. Doesn't matter. It's, no, exactly. Oh, look You're how right. busy we've look, look. Look how busy we've been. Blah 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 blah. Honestly, we've got all these electric cars coming, but please don't ask us when because we really don't. I mean, yeah, they've got some good electric technology, but just look around at Geneva. Everyone else has as well. Um, I'm sure the production car will be great. I'm looking forward to seeing that. But the RD buggy is just, just, yeah, it's just pointless, isn't it? Yep, completely agree with you. I'll read on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody's (laughs) (laughs) steering wheel from an Allegro as well. Although you'd probably think that was a positive, actually. Exactly, that was a highlight for me. The the (laughs) Quartic steering wheel was the only thing he liked, yeah. (laughs) Uh, low light for me then oh, well, I've got two well I did have the VWID buggy but one was the Seat Minimo mm-hmm. do you mean Still. the Renault Twizy oh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, you're how many years late on that game and 
the the ethos behind that or the idea behind that is utter garbage it's going to make a difference to bus travel the claim it's going to be bus travel for one or two people no it's not what you've done is you've just made congestion brilliant good work well done so that was that was utter nonsense and the other one was the uh eden green zanturi oh i i don't think i took a picture of that and decided Which i wasn't going to risk my camera lens particularly horrific now is that the low down one that's based on a corvette not one of the tall up one that tall up Ugh. not one of the tall ones that is based on a rolls royce uh, just give me a moment. I'm rushing through the pictures. Hang on. I actually no. I think this one's based on a wraith, isn't it? Because the first one is based on a phantom. I think this one's based on a wraith, and uh, it's I'm... not. It's the same thing. It's just kind of swoopy and sort of Cruella de Vilish and, and not really. I mean, why? It, it's just that the front end is awful. Just very yeah. very. It, Frankly, I'd be shielding my children from looking at it because I'd have to pay a lot of therapy bills and there'd be an awful lot of nightmares. It's just, why, why have you done that? Why have you done that? I mean, I'm all for people expressing themselves artistically, but just not like that. Thank you. I was quite surprised they were there because the, when we were talking about a number of manufacturers and stuff earlier on, one thing I did notice was that there were a fewer of the look at my bazillion pound dollar euro supercar which i'm definitely 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 going to develop there, there was much fewer of that uh, eden green were there and the other one that caught my eye was the hispano suiza carmen which just looked like a, it was like an audi r8 in drag that, that was particularly um not nice. It was it was not nice. That was the last one on my list. Anybody else? Anything else that they sort of had a good old chunter at when they went past it? Well, the Kia stand is kind of right at the back, and I managed to get there just before I left the show, and I saw the Imagine concept. Uh huh. And I, I mean, <laughs> it's it's an electric car, and it's. You know, there were so many, I'd seen so many exciting EVs at the show that day. And then I got to Kia and it was like their version of of an exciting electric car was just like a five door silver crossover. Mm-hmm. It, it just didn't, it just didn't excite me very much. And I, I ended up thinking, okay, it might have been imaginative like 10 years ago, but it really just, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't as impressive as I thought it might be. Yeah, lots of people showed showed pictures of the interior, and because mm. it had a massive screen in it. But certainly on the public days, it was on a it was on a podium rotating, but really quite far back, and it was impossible to see. I, I, it was the same as you. To be honest, I'd almost forgotten about it because it was one of the very first cars I saw. Mm. Because it, you know, completely the opposite end of the halls. So I, I'd come in that way, and it was one of the first things I saw. And I looked and went, "Oh, that's nice." I took a, took a quick snap and walked away. And it was only later on, actually, when I was looking at other people's commentary, mm. that 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 I saw the inside and and the outside. I, I yeah, I I agree with you, Rachel. It was it was a bit. Oh, imagine. Okay. I can't work out what it's meant to be, do, and who before. <laughs> it's a look nice in a show stand, mate. 
Well, the front end looks hideous, just in the pictures. The front end just looks awful. And again, it's that. I mean, it's something I'm going to have to get used to. But the whole eight inches, two foot, too much metal in the side. <laughs> it's, I mean, if that was a saloon and you dropped it down, I think that's probably quite a nice shape, and that would resolve a lot of the issues I have at the front end. But because they're because that's where they stick the batteries underneath, so they're all sort of SUVs. There's, there's three things I think that we're going to have to get used to looking at new cars, especially EVs coming forward. The first is that they're either going to have two, well, they're going to have one of three things or a combination of all three, and we're going to have to get used to it. There's either going to be too much metal, okay? So there's always going to be eight inches too much, or there's going to be plastic cladding, or there are going to be slashes. And there might be some combination of those. But yeah, but one of those, people but, like people Honda have shown you don't need to do the slashes and the swoops and everything like that. Well, and Ma- you're going to say Master, but Master haven't shown haven't shown a car where where the uh, the batteries in the platform, and that's what it is. That's well, what the, the, causing this. The Fiat as well. Uh, I can't remember where the battery is in that. It's Italian, so they might not have bothered including the battery yet. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I mean, I, I totally understand the having to raise things up because a lot of batteries are going to go underneath. I, yeah, I get that. I, I understand that. But we could we could have some elegant design, though. We're not we're not allergic to it as the public. Okay, said so the person who just loved <laughs> the, the Mitsubishi <laughs> Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just going to leave you. I'm not even going to continue this discussion. <laughs> contradicted yourself brilliantly folks is there anything that surprised us that we weren't really expecting that was that was a an unpleasant delight or that was more interesting than expected Rachel I think you you as I say Nick you pulled the short straw again this time. <laughs> well my mine was actually going to be the Fiat Centaventi but mm-hmm. I have a backup so don't worry okay. <laughs> no surprising as in I, I kind of didn't know it was going to be there then I really wanted to see it and then I couldn't really get to it the Aston Martin Lagonda all-terrain concept yeah um, <laughs> I, I couldn't it's strange it was like in its own little room and there were like security guards stood there not really wanting people with cameras to get anywhere near it but from, from what I could see it was it looked quite impressive and apparently it has loads of space inside but obviously i couldn't get that close <laughs> it's it's weird because they did it with the lagonda concept last year as well but on the public days you, you can't get closer than maybe 15 20 meters to mm. it, and it's black so it just doesn't show up in pictures you get a silhouette and that's it it's yeah, very strange you can't really see the lines on the pictures either i don't think mm. like no. from where i was stood it, it looked very different to how i've seen pictures so now i can't really remember what it looks like but <laughs> Yeah, it looks well, really imposing. Glad you said that. Yeah, it does look imposing as a as a vehicle. It's like a pink panther mobile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Aston Martin would be delighted to hear that summary, <laughs> Alan. It is. That's what it's like. It's got these sidey, lifty doors, and you almost expect the driver to poke out the front. And... Oh well. <laughs> 
I enjoyed driving to Aston Martins recently for the last time that anyone from this podcast did. <laughs> yep. That's all right, because I think Aww. I've also blotted our copy but with Mitsubishi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, never mind. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think the design's really cool. It's like really futuristic and it sort of it's it's nice to see an SUV type. It it looks a bit different. So that's uh-huh. what I was quite impressed yeah. with. No, I, 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 what I could see of it, I, I liked it too. I yeah, it I, I know that some people really hate on it, but I'm, I'm, I'm not one, not one of those. I might be biased though because they're they're manufacturing it in like right near where I live in Wales, so <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was really excited when I found that out. <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks interesting. I'm looking forward to going out and seeing there. It should be quite because at some point, yeah, and then. My my other um, surprise one would have been the Citroen Ami one. Mm-hmm. It was a prototype and it's an electric two seat two seater city car, and and I think it was inspired by the two CV. It's got loads of which which is a straight up description starts to make it sound a bit you know like a sort of side by side see it minimo thing, yeah. but it's really funky it's one of these times where designers have just been said well you don't really have to make it look too much like a car don't worry about it yeah you can't really call it a car can you no and it's like a collage it's like a collage with wheels and (laughs) it's actually it's certainly really cool to look at i'll be interested to know how much of it comes through into anything that's production yeah me too well apparently it fits quadricycle regulation or something Ah, so So that people can drive it if they're over 16 I had heard the you don't need a driving license. Yeah. It's, it's part of the aim. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> like an, an Axiom or a microcar. And a, yes, we've got yeah. one near us. Pop, I, it, it, the, <laughs> the French term for them is a poor yaourt, a, a yogurt pot, <laughs> which is it's driven by old people who don't have a driving license anymore. Yeah. But this is a completely different take on it. Because it's, it's maximum speed of 30 mile an hour, isn't it? So it, it really yeah. is aimed for the mm. urban area, which... Is a contrast to the Honda that's pushed as a city car mm-hmm. with a poor range. It just shows. I, I just found I I when I heard all that, I just thought, oh. But then you look at that Honda, I, I, and they're totally different ends of the scale. Oh, yeah, for Completely. the city car or city transport. Just because they're classes, they're described as an electric city car doesn't make them both the same by any means. It, the actual no, no. fact, the AMI 1, I've just realised as we were talking there, it's closer to a G-Wiz. It's like a really, really cool G-Wiz, as mm. opposed to, which is a quadricycle as well, mm. was, thankfully. <laughs> uh, you know, as opposed to a car that you buy, it's like rentable G-Wizzes. Yeah, I was going to Which say that it cool. really smacks really of the the mobility service people who you know hire your car, you just take it to these certain locations, travel around the city as far as you you know these several miles you want to go around the city, but you don't want to take public transport or you don't want to get a cab or whatever it is, and then you're you're off and running. Yeah, it's it's similar to the oh, and there's a point actually. It's very similar to what was being done in in Paris with the. <laughs> What the homeless yeah. shelters? Are homeless homeless. shelters. <laughs> yes. Uh, the name of the service has now escaped me, and I remembered it the other day because I was talking. The one about that it. shut down. The one that shut down. Yes, yes, but similar idea to that, but hopefully mm. without those having learned from the issues that it had. Yes. 
not be mobile toilets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shall we move on from that? Yes, what were your surprises? Far end. Well, I'm going to sound like a rolling advert because I was... Do we stand- need to charge our glasses? No. Because okay. I was standing... So towards the end of the day, my father and I were standing on the Aurus stand, uh, which is the Russian limousine. Oh, yes. And so we were standing and they had this this uh, this interactive configurator thing. And we were trying to make the most Russian looking version of a big Russian car that we possibly could. Uh, and a chap came over and asked how we were getting on. And we were like, yes, 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 we're just playing. Look, we've, we've discovered you can turn the lights and stuff. And I thought, you're quite senior. You're just not, you're not just one of these booth guys, are you? Was sort of crossed my mind, and we started talking. And it turned out he's actually the CEO. Ah, <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Did you do a chap called Franz Gerhard Hilgert, uh, who is the CEO of of, of Iris in general? And so we ended up chatting about this crazy Russian limousine, which is now the Russian state car for Vladimir and Vladimir Putin. And it was just really quite interesting. So I was going to bore you with it for a bit. Um. <laughs> So the Aris, if you don't know what it looks like, the front looks like a Rolls-Royce Phantom, the back looks like a Bentley Mulsanne, and the middle looks like a Maybach. And it's these stuck stuck together. And the inside is a kind of hybrid of hybrid of all three as well. It's it's it is it's a case of look at my great big fancy car. That that's what it is. Um but what I found really interesting was it actually came out of the what used to what was formerly the the Russian Tractor Research Institute, which is actually a military organization. I was going to say, is it like the Tractor Research Institutes that were in Germany before the Second yes, World War? Yes, it's Tractor. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Yes, it's only it comes from the Central Scientific Research Automobile and Automotive in- Engines Institute, or NAMI is the parent company, uh, but they've actually designed developed uh, according to her hilgert they've developed everything from the ground up so it's got its own it's got its own engine uh, which at the minute is a 4.4 liter v8 hybrid there'll be a v12 a v6 a v4 based off the same thing all engineered by porsche it's got a nine speed automatic russian transmission uh, which is four-wheel drive on all versions it's fully modular it was really quite interesting just getting yak through all of this. And the reason that they bought it in is, of course, because then they own all the IP, don't they? And there's four different vehicles that are coming off it. So there was the Senate, which is the big saloon. There's the limousine, which we all saw. There were videos of a little while ago. Uh, and then there was an SUV and an MPV, which they haven't decided what they're going to look like yet. But they're all going to use the same underneath. And it just all seemed quite, I don't know. I think it's quite interesting developing a developing a, a, limous, a state limousine first, which will probably turn into a range of slightly quasi-military vehicles, to be honest. The whole thing was quite strange. It was a very interesting chat. Do we now bit. all need to move addresses? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, you've just done this little bit. They even borrowed the name, the S600. Is the name of the standard limousine, and it will cost you about one hundred and sixty thousand euros. Their, uh, their CEO a business card. No, I didn't have any with me. Good, thank God. 
Did you mention the podcast? No. <laughs> oh, that's all right, then. No. We live to fight another day. Yes. <laughs> there is a certain limit to my masochism, Andrew. <laughs> um, and, and I've just about reached it there. But it was very interesting just to see what was being done, the quality of what seemed to be coming out. I mean, I, I know it's a show's cast stuff. And they were even showing off the armored limousine version. Probably won't be for sale in Europe yet, but it will be for sale in in Russia, China, and the Middle East. So coming soon to a despot <laughs> near you. <laughs> there we go. That's me. That was my surprise, was the fact I didn't just laugh at it. Oh, and you can get it in a colour called Russian gold. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brady, please could you move us away from being sued or shot? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going, visiting Salisbury at any point soon. I'm going to bring <laughs> things back down to earth slightly. The Mazda CX-30. How can I, another Qashqai rival be a surprise? It, Mazda hadn't really sort of told us much about it in advance, which makes a change. They teased it a little bit. We knew there was going to be a, a, a crossover there to sit between the CX-3 and the CX-5. A lot of us guessed it was going to be called the CX-4. That would make sense. But it's not. It's called the CX-30, and it just looks like a really nice car. It's got Mazda design language, which I really like. I think Mazdas are generally underrated. It will be very efficient. It's got the the new engines, and the interior is going to be lovely. And I just really like that. And, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. And not only because of the name. Yes. Yes. So Concur. Yep, agreed. <laughs> Completely. Sorry, I've agreed with you twice now, Andrew. I apologize. I know, we're going to have to stop it. <laughs> Mr. Right. Clues. Surprises, they're not good surprises. Oh, gee, what surprises. <laughs> I'm actually really very surprised at how behind the curve BMW and Volkswagen are. Mm. Yeah. St- what they produced was, frankly, shocking in how they have not moved anything forward. Now, oh, look, we're going to be all electrified. Hey, really? You're going to be hybrids with 20-odd miles is what you're doing. <laughs> you were that three years ago. You had that technology three years ago, and you've done nothing with it, particularly BMW. But they've got a really big grill. <sighs> yeah, great. Marvellous. They'd scared everyone with that before Geneva, though. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter. I am, I am really, really surprised. They just they had they just seem like they've been caught napping. I could understand this if this was one or two years after Tesla had been dominating headlines and people going, "Oh, look at Tesla!" But we are many years down the line of this now, and Dieselgate has made it very clear which way politicians and the public are going to go, and they they just don't look like they've got themselves shifting at all. I mean, we we commented earlier, didn't we? Volkswagen just wheel out yet another retro-looking design because that will hopefully distract everyone from realising they haven't done anything. The Audi Q, whatever it was. Uh, Q4 e-tron. I thought it was fantastic of them to preview the facelift of the new Peugeot 3008. <laughs> just looked like a copy to me, that did. That was our car. <laughs> Apart from the the horrific grill, talking of grills, it just looked like, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, Peugeot's design language, I think, is fantastic at the minute. So why not copy it? But oh, I am, I, I really, I'm really disappointed in BMW, particularly Volkswagen. I can sort of understand because they have 
an awful lot of spinning plates spinning that they are desperately trying to keep spinning. What with the 32 billion plus fine or cost of Dieselgate so far, that's a mass, that's, that's got to hurt when it comes to money you can free up for R&D. But BMW, limited excuses at this point, I feel. It's all right. We're never going to get a car off BMW anyway. <laughs> There's the because uh, um, hmm. they made such a big song and dance about how they are the market leaders in electrification in Europe. And you... <laughs> remember that one of the one of the vehicle. Okay, so one of the companies that doesn't show at Geneva and hasn't showed at Geneva for many years is Mini. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Mini is not there, so you will get no Mini news throughout Geneva and as well as the i3 and the i8 which they I, yeah there was don't even think there's an i3 on the stand there was an i8 convertible cabrio but the next electrified vehicle we're going to see from bmw group i think is going to be the is going to be the the e-mini or the mini e mm-hmm. and that's remember that that's one of the top 10 cars in the uk every single month Andrew. Yeah, but I'm talking specific. I'm not talking BMW Group. I'm talking specifically BMW. They made such they, a song and dance they, about electrification and how they are they, leading they things, and their cars completely underwhelmed what they're offering to someone to someone who wants to look there and goes right. I right. would like to. I would okay, like to stop. Please stop now. Stop. This was the Geneva show. Yeah. This year is the offbeat from Paris. That means it's the Frankfurt show later in the year. If they're going to be unveiling something big and fancy, they're not going to do it in Switzerland. They're going to do it in Germany. So I don't believe that we can, that on a Frankfurt show year, the, on a Frankfurt show year, the German brands are not going to show off big, fancy, clever stuff in Switzerland. They will do it on home turf where they will get the best possible hearing from the German press and from the rest of the European press. So just, I hear what you're saying. I don't necessarily think you're completely wrong, but I don't think you're saying yet. If if we get to the end of Frankfurt and it's the same situation, then you will be completely correct. I just think you're saying it too soon. Okay. okay. Does that sound? No, that's fair enough. I think that's reasonable. Can I say a positive surprise, though? For goodness sakes, yes. Can I finish on a positive Please, change? please. Aston Martin's general assault on Geneva, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was really interesting, but fantastic at the same time. I mean, they are full bore. Is <laughs> what how they attack Geneva. Yeah. <laughs> Which, and to be fair, some of those cars, like the Lagonda and things, look superb and it's well yeah the 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 vanquish vision and the other one the name of which i can't remember right now nobody um but geneva it makes a lot of sense for them to really target geneva there's a lot of money comes to the geneva show a lot of money goes to geneva uh and so it's it's the right show for them to make a splash at and they seem to have really grasp that with two hands remember the size of their stand now is what used to be the opal stand it's that big mm-hmm. um a bit of a shame that, that some stuff like the, um like the valkyrie had disappeared before the public days but um but yeah i mean and it was again i 
literally stood click click that was it that was all I, it was eight deep eight deep right the way along all three sides of the Aston stand they're you know they're doing something right yeah I have to say on the on the press day it was one of the one of the busiest stands actually it was I, I had I struggled to get to that stand and also the e-prototype at Honda but other than that most of them weren't that busy. Mm-hmm. The e-prototype e surprised me because it was the opposite. I could walk straight up to that. Really? Yeah. 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 I, sp- I spent a little time taking photos, running around kneeling down mm-hmm. and, and not getting tripped over or kicked or anything. <laughs> um, surprised You'd me. lost your dad and your cousin then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had by that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were poking at HRVs or something. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah. It was brilliant. Really good, really good for Aston Martin as well. And and just generally a really good and interesting show this year, I think. Um, and that seems to be the feedback from most folk. Just sort of nodding going on. <laughs> good. People aren't just looking at me as if I'm totally crazy. Andrew, Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. Been an absolute, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure to get your insights and stop Andrew and I just fighting with each other because that's what was going to happen. <laughs> that's how it's going. Uh, Rachel, you've had you, you've you've had to go first every other time this evening. Uh, would you like to be the first to tell everyone how they can follow follow you and what you're up to and 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 what you do? Yeah, of course. Um, so thank you. So my Twitter handle is Rachel Bogey at Rachel Bogey, and um, also uh, at Chutz Vakar. And I think <laughs> I think you said I might need to spell that one out. So well, we'll, we'll put a link in the <laughs> show notes. C and an H. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll put a link thank in the show you. notes. Perfect. Thank you. Absolute pleasure, Andrew. Uh, clues? Uh, no, not clues. Brady. <laughs> I'm looking at Brady. Yeah, I'm so busy trying to remember people's surnames. There's only one Andrew in his life. Yes, <laughs> the important one. So, uh, of course, everything I write is on honestjohn.co.uk, so you can read my stuff on there, and you can follow me on Twitter at the Andrew Brady. He's even got a blue tick and everything. I know when they were. A thing. Yeah, I mean, they were <laughs> grabs it when I could. <laughs> Quite right. Uh, both, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it really has been, it really has been good. So, so thank you for giving up your evening. Thank you very well. much. Thanks Cheers. for having me. Pleasure. Everyone else, don't forget that between now and next week, you can give us any feedback and share your thoughts with the show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com, the hub of all our activities. Please don't forget about our patron uh, available at motoringpodcast.com slash support. And please, please leave a review and rating on iTunes. Uh, yes, iTunes or Apple Podcast or Google Podcast or however your podcast app lets you do such thing it really does matter and one of these times i'll remember to change the wording in this particular section in the meantime andrew clues what's the best way to get in touch with you uh, best way to get in touch with me is via twitter if you search for crack windscreen you'll find me there and alan if people want to get in touch with you and tell you how i was right and you were wrong what's the best way for them to do that personally well, that's not going to happen, but you can get in touch with me about anything else via Twitter, where I'm at AJP Bradley. That's B-R-A-D-L-E-Y. Uh, we'll be back before very long. But until then, I've been Alan Bradley. I've been Andrew Clues. And safe motoring. <laughs>